That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, September 24th, 2019. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Adam Newman is out as WeWork CEO. Facebook acquires Control Labs to deliver computing controlled by your brain. Kick officially shuts down its app. And is Microsoft preparing to let users control and monetize their own data? Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. WeWork co-founder Adam Newman is resigning his position as that company's CEO, according to several outlets. This just broke, so I can only give you the facts as they are known at the time of this recording, although I'm sure we'll have plenty more color tomorrow. Quoting CNBC, Vice Chairman Sebastian Gunningham, a former Amazon executive and CFO Artie Minson, formerly of AOL and Time Warner Cable, will take over as co-CEOs while Newman will be non-executive chairman. The company said the new CEOs are not taking over on an interim basis, but rather are expected to remain in those roles. A person familiar with the matter told CNBC, quote, while our business has never been stronger in recent weeks, the scrutiny directed towards me has become a significant distraction. And I have decided that it is in the best interest of the company to step down as chief executive, Newman said in a statement. Newman's voting shares will be reduced in power from 10 to 1 to 3 to 1 a source confirmed to CNBC, meaning he will no longer have majority voting control. Newman is the company's largest individual stakeholder with about 115 million shares, and the ownership structure gives him a tremendous amount of control. The vast majority of his shares are Class B and Class C, which each have 10 votes per share, while Class A is one vote per share. SoftBank chairman Masayoshi Son, who has invested billions of dollars in WeWork, led the charge to remove Newman. CNBC has reported, end quote. Facebook has acquired Control Labs, which develops non-invasive neural interfaces for computing for between $500 million and $1 billion, though some of the chatter I've seen this morning says that the size of the deal is probably closer to the latter number than the former. Quoting Bloomberg's description of Control Labs, the closely held four-year-old startup, which has dozens of employees and has raised tens of millions in venture capital, uses a bracelet to measure neuron activity in a subject's arm to determine movement that person is thinking about, even if they aren't physically moving. That neuron activity is then translated into movement on a digital screen. Facebook declined to comment on the price of the acquisition. Technology like Control Labs might someday be a crucial part of products like augmented reality glasses where a user might want to control a computer without the need for buttons or a keyboard. Your hands could be in your pocket behind you, explained Thomas Reardon, chief executive officer of Control Labs at an industry conference last December. It's the information to move, not the movement itself, that controls the avatar, he said, end quote. Here's how Facebook's Andrew Bosworth described Facebook's motivation for this deal in a Facebook post. Quote, 
We spend a lot of time trying to get our technology to do what we want rather than enjoying the people around us. We know there are more natural, intuitive ways to interact with devices and technology, and we want to build them. It's why we've agreed to acquire Control Labs. They will be joining our Facebook Reality Labs team, where we hope to build this kind of technology at scale and get it into consumer products faster. The vision for this work is a wristband that lets people control their devices in a natural extension of movement. Here's how it'll work. You have neurons in your spinal cord that send electrical signals to your hand muscles, telling them to move in a specific way, such as to click a mouse or press a button. The wristband will decode those signals and translate them into a digital signal your device can understand, empowering you with control over your digital life. It captures your intention so you can share a photo with a friend using an imperceptible movement or just by, well, intending to. Technology like this has the potential to open up new creative possibilities and reimagine 19th century inventions in a 21st century world. This is how our interactions in VR and AR can one day look. It can change the way we connect, end quote. So, once again, Facebook really seems to believe in the AR, VR space. And I think we said recently everyone in tech seems to as well, to one degree or another. But also, hey, man, that just sounds like some really cool tech. So, you know... Why not buy really cool tech? But also, well, someone had to say it, so I'll let Aaron Griffith from the New York Times say it, quote, Facebook doing any acquisitions, let alone billion-dollar ones, at this moment seems bold, end quote. Yes, interesting that Bloomberg also had this in its piece about the deal. Quote, Control Labs and Facebook are not competitors. Facebook does not currently have or make this technology, a Facebook spokeswoman said of the deal announced on Monday, adding that the company will work with regulators to secure any needed approvals. Quote, Control Labs technology is an innovative input that Facebook hopes will be used to significantly improve the upcoming Facebook AR VR experiences a few years down the road to fundamentally improve the user experience, end quote. couple of Amazon-related stories. First, Amazon has announced the Voice Interoperability Initiative to improve voice assistant compatibility. More than 30 high-profile companies have signed on to the initiative. More on that in a second. But noticeably missing from the initiative, Google, Apple, and Samsung. So, essentially, all of the major voice platforms that aren't Alexa. Anyway interoperability. What might that mean? Quoting Dieter Bone, for example, you could talk to either Alexa or Cortana on the same smart speaker simply by saying the appropriate wake word. As much as people would like the headline that there's going to be one voice assistant that rules them all, we don't agree, says Amazon's senior vice president of devices and services, Dave Limp. This isn't a sporting event. There's not going to be one winner, end quote. Limp argues that if there will always be multiple voice assistants, they should work together better. The idea these companies hope is that there will be two kinds of assistants. One type will be broad in its knowledge and capabilities, think Alexa, Siri, and Google, but others will be narrow and deep, context-specific to their domain of knowledge. The goal is to make it possible to directly talk to any of them on a smart speaker without the need for an intermediate skill. It's a strategy already playing out on PCs. Amazon's voice assistant is being more tightly integrated into Windows 10, allowing locked PCs to respond to general queries when someone shouts Alexa from across the room. Microsoft's Cortana is being refocused on interactions with the company's software and services, end quote. It is, as I said, an impressive list of companies that have signed on to this, including Baidu, BMW, Bose, Harman, Logitech, 
Microsoft, Salesforce, Sony, Spotify, Tencent, Intel, Qualcomm, plenty more. This is a shot across the bow of any sort of strategy to make voice assistants some sort of ecosystem lock-in. And sort of related, CNBC is reporting that Amazon is developing Alexa-enabled wireless earbuds that would also have fitness tracking built in. Quote, the new earbuds, codenamed Puget, are expected to come with a built-in accelerometer and be able to monitor things like distance run, calories burned, and pace of running, a person directly involved in the project said. Separately, Amazon is also working on a bulkier Echo device with better sound quality, this person said. It's unclear when these devices will be released. Amazon is expected to showcase a number of new products at its annual hardware event in Seattle on Wednesday. Amazon declined to comment on its plans, end quote. The Wednesday mentioned is tomorrow, Wednesday. So we might have some more details on this very shortly. Whenever I need to do financial research for this show, for instance, during tech earnings season, when I have to analyze how various companies' stocks have been performing, I only ever turn to our sponsor today, Yahoo Finance. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They are the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Kick is no more. The messaging app Kick says it is officially shutting down its messaging app and will reduce its headcount to 19 people. So, There's one aspect to this news, because 
There was a time that Kick was a contender to be one of the great messaging platforms in the world. Around May of 2016, Kick Messenger had 300 million users, and among them, a reported 40% of U.S. teenagers. So this is a little bit of a story of could have been a contender slash how the mighty have fallen. But I've also seen various numbers that suggest Kick might still have around 100 million users. So why shut down? Well, that's the other aspect of the story that is interesting, quoting in Gadget. When Kick's user base began to shrink in 2017 and the company started running out of money, it launched an ICO, an initial coin offering. This is where investors received digital tokens instead of traditional stock. Kick called its tokens KIN. But according to the SEC, Kick's offer and sale of KIN was not registered with the SEC, which considers tokens, with the exception of Bitcoin and Ether, to be essentially securities. Furthermore, the SEC says Kick should have revealed the troubled state of its finances to potential investors, which it did not, end quote. So this past June, the SEC filed a lawsuit against Kick for the token sale, which raised $100 million, calling it illegal, an unregistered securities offering. So now it seems that Kick is shutting down the app to retrench its workforce all the better to deal with that lawsuit, quote, in a post announcing the move, company chief Ted Livingston revealed that Kick worked with the SEC to resolve the issue for 18 months. Unfortunately, the agency told Kick that it'll take the company to court unless it labels its cryptocurrency Ken a security. Becoming a security would kill the usability of any cryptocurrency and set a dangerous precedent for the industry, Livington said. So with the SEC working to characterize almost all cryptocurrencies as securities, we made the decision to step forward and fight, end quote. Livingston also said that Kick, quote, underestimated the tactics the SEC would employ, including, quote, drawing out a long and expensive process to drain its resources, end quote. By downsizing, Kick will have the money to be able to face the lawsuit. Going forward, Kick will focus on its cryptocurrency and will make an effort to turn kin users into kin buyers. The remaining employees will prepare the Kin blockchain to be able to support a billion users making a dozen transactions per day. They'll also build a mobile wallet that will make it easy to buy the cryptocurrency, end quote. So I wondered this, and apparently several other people did, quoting Dovey Wan on Twitter. What's the point of Kin when the Kick app gets shut down, end quote. So I reached out to Brady Dale at Coindesk, and it turns out Kick just really did do a full-on pivot to crypto. Brady told me that the plan was for the popularity of Kick to be the driving force in the adoption of Kin, the cryptocurrency. But Kick, the messaging app, was never necessary to use Kin because Kin is merely a currency for buying and selling digital property or experiences. Good legal news for Google who has won a landmark right-to-be-forgotten case in Europe. An EU court has ruled that Google does not have to apply the so-called right-to-be-forgotten globally. Quoting Reuters, the ruling means that Google, quote, only needs to remove links from its search results in Europe and not elsewhere after receiving an appropriate request. The ruling stems from a dispute between Google and a French privacy regulator. In 2015, CNIL ordered the firm to globally remove search result listings to pages containing damaging or false information about a person. The following year, Google introduced a geo-blocking feature that prevents European users from being able to see delisted links. 
but it resisted censoring search results for people in other parts of the world, and the firm challenged a 100,000 euro fine that CNIL had tried to impose. Quote, currently there is no obligation under EU law for a search engine operator who grants a request for dereferencing made by a data subject to carry out such a dereferencing on all the versions of its search engine, the European Court of Justice ruling said, end quote. So chalk up a win of sorts for the fight against the balkanization of the web into independent silos. I mean, yes, this reaffirms different search results based on where you search, but at least my search does not get affected by some decision made in France. Notable that Google was supported in this case by Microsoft, Wikipedia, Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press, and the UK Freedom of Expression campaign group Article 19. Finally today, you know that this is something I have spoken about before. When I use the term surveillance capitalism, I don't mean it as pejoratively as some people do. Mining my data to make money off my activity is okay-ish to me. The thing that I most object to, really, is that I don't get anything in the way of consideration for it. In other words, why do you get to strip mine my valuable data without paying me? You can't use a photo of me or my name or the words I write or say without paying me. So why can you use any of the data I slough off every day without paying me? Well, Amazon is rumored to be creating something to address this, what they might be calling a data dignity initiative, an attempt to help users control their own personal data, possibly to the point of being able to buy and sell it. In ZDNet, ace Microsoft watcher Mary Jo Foley says Microsoft has been banging the privacy drum for a while now, hoping to brand itself in opposition to the likes of Facebook and Google and others. According to Foley, quote, Today, September 23rd, the New York Times is running an interactive feature about Jaron Lanier that is focused on data privacy. Lanier is a virtual reality pioneer and a chief scientist at Microsoft. The central arguments in the Times piece are that users have been tricked into giving away their most valuable assets, their data, and that users should get paid for their personal data. He uses the term data dignity in describing his plan for righting these wrongs. A quick search on data dignity leads to a site called theartofresearch.org. That site says the Art of Research organization is embedded in the Microsoft CTO office under the leadership of Lanier. The About page also notes that here at Microsoft, we have a brand new data dignity team headed by Christian Leensberger. Leensberger is a principal PM manager and advisor to Microsoft's CTO, Kevin Scott. He describes his current role in his LinkedIn profile as managing a multidisciplinary team of program managers, designers, and developers to incubate disruptive ML AI products that are directly sponsored by Microsoft's senior leadership team. This includes a set of key cross-company initiatives and projects to evolve the approach to the machine learning and AI and data at Microsoft and throughout the industry, end quote. Well, he reached out to Microsoft about data dignity and got a nothing-to-share response. Still, she sees the Microsoft PR team revving up to do something. Hmm. A completely new definition of the term data management as a service. Would be into that for sure. That is all for today. Because of the late breaking news, I'm just going to leave you with my stock sign-off. Hat tip to Jerry Springer and Bill and Ted. Be excellent to yourselves and each other. Talk to you tomorrow.